So I would definitely say I'm a physical minimalist, but I am a mental maximalist. I It's so <laughs> much harder. Like I am constantly thinking of stuff, constantly putting other stuff on my plate. Even when I'm sitting here saying you've got a task of three things to do, you know, then in, inevitably I'm looking at real estate and like, dude, Trev, just get through this and have a chill day. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, the behind the scenes, no holds barred, unfiltered. Whoa, I did it opposite Whoa, or backwards. Dude. Unfiltered. Whoa. Look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I have watched probably seven hours of Frozen in my life, but never actually watched the whole movie. I do know Olaf, though. Yes, and I'm Jason. I've recently gone to the Disney on Ice show with my daughter. Um, there's going to be a theme here. Letting go, letting go. Anyway, I know I where you're going with this track. Let it go, right? I know, but I'm saying letting go. I don't know why. It is let it go. It's true. It is. I'm sorry. You're calling me out. I forget um, lyrics literally all the time. So when you said that, I thought, wait, maybe I've just been saying it wrong my whole life. What's your What's Not your favorite lyric? Do you have one that stands out that really personifies the uh, idiocy uh, of your okay. lyrical interpretations? I can't think of one off the top of my head of me, but I've got a fr- the best one I've I love ever heard is... Yeah. I was playing with my best friend since second grade, Dave. We call him Cubes. So if you hear me say Cubes, that's who it is. I'm playing with Cubes. Uh, NHL 98, maybe. Mm. and Classic. We're playing. and there's Sega a, Genesis? He, he had, yeah. Uh, it must have been, right? I, it must have. It must have been. I don't know. He had Nintendo. He was a Nintendo guy. So it must have been Nintendo. We were playing NHL 98, and there's a player called Jason Waterfalls. And I remember being like, why is why do you have someone named Jason w- Waterfalls? Like he had made this player. And I couldn't understand it. And he's like, you know, like the song. I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> he's like, you know that song when they say, go, go, Jason Waterfalls. And it took me forever. I'm like, I, you know, he, and they start singing. I'm like, you mean they say, don't go chasing waterfalls. We all know the hit TLC song. Um, yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. He thought they said go go Jason waterfalls. So that's my favorite misheard <laughs> lyric of all time. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. I wish it was me because I don't want to throw cubes like make fun of him. I thought it was awesome. I'm like, man, this personifies everything that happens to me because I never get lyrics right. That's Jason. incredible. And uh, also, I have a new. I think I have a new name now. I'm I, just I was going to start say? calling myself Jason Waterfalls. Jason like waterfalls. this is going to be my. You know how um, I don't know. People have their own sort of. Like Madonna isn't Madonna. I don't remember what her real name is, but I, I could be Jason Waterfalls. You are Jason Waterfalls now. I, I'm now go, go Jason, Jason Waterfalls. Waterfalls. Anyway, you know, yeah, I'm gonna have to go re-edit all those old podcasts. <laughs> Let it go, go Jason Waterfalls. Let it go, go Jason. <laughs> oh, that's Waterfalls. hilarious. Well, if I can think of, I know I've heard some funny lyrical interpretations over the years, but I, I can't think of any on top of my head. So I'm glad that you did. And um, well. Let's talk about letting go. Let it go. Let it go. By the way, it's been a hot song in my uh, in my house after 
uh, the Disney on Ice thing because my daughter wants to put on shows here on the hardwood floor, so we skate around singing that song. Nice, playing that's six hundred uh, square foot, uh, six hundred square foot apartments. Great for bringing people yeah. over, and putting on shows. You could sell at least three tickets. Yeah, we skate about four steps until we have to turn around and go back the other way. But nice. anyway. It's neither here nor there. Uh, we're talking about letting go today, Trav, and I just put a post up in actually in the Location Indie community. By the way, we didn't mention we are the co-founders of the Location Indie community, and you can learn more at locationindie.com, I-N-D-I-E. So I recently had to quit a mastermind group that I've been in for a couple years. It wasn't something I was excited about leaving, you know? I mean, I'm like friends with these guys and gals and... um. It's been something that I've been going to for the last, like I said, couple years. But sometimes you got to let stuff go. And I think as entrepreneurs or as people who are, you know, if you listen to this, whether you're trying to like build a more travel centric lifestyle or you're trying to build a lifestyle business or, you know, start something on your own or live unconventionally or whatever, a lot of times that will involve adding more things to your plate, right? It's like, all right, I got to figure this out. Let me do this. Let me do this. I should read this book. You should do all these things. You're piling all the stuff on your plate and it can be easy to fill the plate up too much. You know, you fill the plate up too much at the buffet and you get sick. There's like the line between enjoyment and then a little bit more than enjoyment where it's probably shouldn't have done that and then way too much and you get sick. So that translates, I think, in the entrepreneurial world or in the unconventional living world or whatever you're up to, you the listener as uh, maybe being overwhelmed or stressed out. So sometimes I think it's easy, and I want to hear your thoughts in a second, Trav, but you kinda, you, you're kind of you doing stuff, you're going, you're taking on things, and if you don't take time to sort of reassess and kind of think, all right, how can I reclaim some of this stuff? Like what what's not working right now in my life? What should I let go of? I think oftentimes the things that we let go of are as valuable, if not more valuable, than... Um, the things we bring into our lives. So for me, in this personal example, it was just that, hey, this stuff I'm doing at nighttime, like we're doing with this like leap year coaching program and we have our calls a lot of times at night for me and that's totally fine. That's part of um, living in Europe where I do. I don't mind it, but I also have to draw a line in the sand with some of the things that I can control a little bit more, right? And this was one of those things. So tough decision, but feels like the right one. I think it's way harder to let things go than start new things. For me, that's like a thousand percent true. Um, I can think of very few things I've been able to let go, and I can think of a million things that I've started or have like wanted to start or say that I am starting. You know, by started, I mean maybe it's not a full on business, but I'll give you an example. Like, even just uh, for me, real estate is one of those things that I, I sometimes have to let go. Like I have to sit there and delete my real estate apps, Jay, because it takes up a lot of my time, even though it's something I enjoy. As you mentioned, letting go of stuff, letting go of stuff you don't enjoy is easy, right? That's That makes sense, right? That, that's intuitive. But we're talking about letting go of things that you enjoy and even have value. Like your mastermind group, you enjoyed and has value. For me, looking at real estate, I enjoy has value, especially long-term value. But that doesn't mean that it has the best value then, and it doesn't mean it's the thing you should be focusing on. And so for me, you know, when I'm talking about starting something, you know, that can be as simple as, all right, I look at a property, I run the numbers, you know, I might spend a half a day or a day going to look at it and doing this. That's a half day or a day gone from something else. And so you really have to be 
cognizant of when you're doing something, as you mentioned, you're doing your mastermind group. It has to be in the evening because you're in Europe and you realize that the evening time, you you just have a certain amount of time. Like you're not going to get more because you're not willing to stay up longer because you don't want to, which is which is the right call. And that can actually be a hard thing to realize too because you can say, well, I'm just going to work more or I'm going to cut time out of my sleep or I'm going to not exercise. You know, like there's other things that you can give up that you that you probably shouldn't, which which you're taking a stand on and not. And so I think this idea of of letting go, it it is just a much harder thing to do than it is to start something new. And so for me, I've had to do very similar things where I've said, you know, in in seasons of life or in times where I said, all right, and usually it's Heather, my wife being the one making the decision. She's like, we're not buying any properties in 2019. Like, we're just not doing it. I don't care if the best deal in the world comes up. And you know what? Like, that wasn't to say that I didn't spend time looking at stuff, but I certainly spent a lot less time and it held me back from getting a place, which was the right call because we needed 2019 to get our other properties in order and to get our other businesses kind of a little more systematized and organized. And Jay, I can say, you know, one of the things that's a benefit of letting stuff go is that you might not have to let it go forever either. You can use it as a carrot at the end of a stick to be a reward and say, right now, I need to focus on X, Y, and Z. If I get this stuff in order, if I become more efficient, if I become more systematized, if I become a better leader and our team is doing stuff and I don't have to do it, then I can go and dabble in this other stuff. So it's not always a clean break of saying, I'm never going to do this again. It can be used as a carrot, as a reward to get your other stuff more focused and kind of do the maybe nitty gritty stuff in in your other businesses or your other things that you don't want to do. And for me, that's usually systems. I like systems when they're in place. I don't necessarily like going and putting them in, but when I do, it frees up time to do some of the stuff I like. And so there's the reward for me. Yeah. And uh, I just want to pull out something that you said earlier, which I think it was a quick thing that you said, but it, you mentioned kind of like oftentimes it's like a no-brainer of letting go of things you don't enjoy. I, I'm going to give you an angle of that where not, and it's not that I don't agree, don't agree with it, but I don't. And I think you're going to see why in just a second, because I think there are some things, especially things that involve other people, right? So for you with the real estate thing, like that impacts your wife, that impacts your relationship because there's all these things that you guys do together when it comes to these properties, there's a financial aspect, but you also work on them together. She does the design, all this stuff, type of stuff because you're running this Airbnb business. Um, but I think there are, I'm sure there are people listening out there and, and I, I can speak for myself and maybe you have some personal examples, Trav, of letting go of things that you don't enjoy. Like you might keep doing things that you don't enjoy even though oh, it seems like a no-brainer to let them go, but you can't because there might be social pressure or pressure from other people, you know? So for example, you might be at a certain age. I remember like in in the like mid-20s to mid-30s, especially like mid-20s to like early 30s, so many weddings, invited to so many weddings, great friends, all people I love, but if I went to every single one of those weddings- You'd be broke. I wouldn't have had, yeah, I'd be broke. And it's like one of those examples of like, hey, like, Maybe you want to go to all those weddings because you're good friends with all those people, but 
might you have to let go of that idea of going to all those? I mean, just using one example, you know, like that's not necessarily a, a thing that you don't enjoy, but maybe you don't enjoy spending money on weddings. Yeah. Or flying, flying for weekends, right. spending sure. for the hotel, all that stuff, but you do it anyway. So it is an example of something that you may not enjoy, like that aspect of it, you know, or you have some kind of ongoing thing where you feel the pressure from your family or whatever that you have to be at this thing and therefore you can't do this other thing. So like letting go sometimes involves, can involve some tough conversations with other people. And I just kind of want to bring that up because I wanted to get people listening to this podcast thinking, I mean, I think the point of this podcast is just to kind of maybe spend the rest of the day just thinking a little bit about, hey, like is the way I'm living right now like are certain aspects of that that I want to change and if so is there anything that I can let go of now in order to reclaim something that I enjoy right like for me it was like I don't want to like slog home late night even though this mastermind meetings only once a month it's still once a month where it's like a second night in a row where I have to be up late and I just want that time back you know yeah I think it's a good point that also that it's not always super cut and dry of do you like it or do you not? We know that this is a huge continuum and a scale of, you know, on one hand, I absolutely hate this. And on the other, this is the thing that I'd rather do over anything else in the world. And very few things fall on those ends. They're somewhere in the middle. And then if you take that thing, like you mentioned, the wedding, for example, then there's various components of that. Sure, you love being at the ceremony, but you hate giving up all your weekends because you live in California and all your friends are back in Boston, right? So, you know, each little thing is going to have multitude of, of smaller components to it that are going to then build up and, and fall somewhere on this, do you like it, yes or no continuum. And so that I think then you're right, becomes a difficult thing. It's easy to give up things that we're like, I, yeah, I, I completely hate this. So maybe someone hates their job They and they say, I'd love to let go of this. Like, I don't like any part of this, right? But most people, even when we're talking about a job that you might be in, and this has come out when we talk to people in our leap year program big time is that most people don't hate every aspect of their job. Like they might hate certain aspects and then they like certain aspects. Maybe they like the people they work with, but they don't like their boss and they don't like that they have the hours they have to keep and they don't like that they're tied to a location, but they love the people they work with. Maybe they even love the work they do. So all of a sudden now this idea of, oh, I want to quit my job. When you actually start to break it down, you say, Mm, this is a little harder to let go because I'm going to miss those people or I'm going to miss that work. And so that's when, especially as we've talked people through the Sleep Year program, that's when we start to say, all right, the components that you do like about it, let's try to keep them in some aspect, you know, and get rid of the ones you don't. So again, talking about someone leaving their job, maybe then they freelance because they like the actual work they're doing. So now they're not going in office, they don't have a boss, and then they set up monthly hangouts with the people that they like from work, right? There's a thousand ways to do it, but I do want people to realize, yeah, you're right, that this is a continuum and that letting go of something that falls somewhere in between and does have shades of things that you like is very, very difficult. Also, Jay, for me, the one thing that I've been having uh, a hard time letting go is this app that we built and the... It's because it took us so it took me so long to go from idea to getting it built and that seemed to be like that would be the hard part, right? Of I need to get this app built. And it was hard. But now there's also the hard part of like keeping it consistent, continuing to develop it, building a community, marketing it, all that kind of stuff. 
And so you're like, it's that idea of sunk cost a little bit. Well, we're already in, we've already done this. There's so much potential, right? And so, so shouldn't I just keep going because we've already invested time, money, you know, it, it's there, it exists. And so it, that, that's probably the thing that's hardest for me is when you've started and gone down a decent chunk of the path and you see like a really long path ahead that could have so much potential and saying, man, I, I've already quote unquote wasted this time. I shouldn't give up, but you have to look at it and say, well, how much more time is, are you going to put in over the next, whatever, five, 10, 15, 30 years? And is this where your time is best served? And what do you, again, the big question that you've been asking, I think people getting introspective, sitting down and thinking, what am I giving up in order to do this? Because it becomes a little easier when you look at it that way. When you're starting to compare, I'm giving up an hour with my daughter every Wednesday night to get on this call and here's what I value. You know, when you make it, a, try to make it cut and dry of what you're giving up, it at least makes it easier to maybe let it go because you realize the other thing you you hold as more valuable right now. Yeah, it's like an opportunity cost thing, sunk cost things and other element of this like you just described i i had a i struggled letting go of my first online business in the event world as well too even though i didn't really want to do it anymore even all the things that i weren't I, like i wanted to move on from that industry even with all that i still had a hard time kind of pulling the site off because it's like well you know you could always make a quick flip and you know do it was like a, a anyway we don't need to get into that but it was hard to let go um a couple things i want to point out to kind of i know we only have a few minutes left but i think some takeaways would be good like trav like you mentioned just asking yourself those questions i mean you could think of your own list of questions to ask yourself but some of the ones you just said are great and i always liked um derek sivers uh little nugget of advice he, he's a uh, like a he was a founder of cd baby he's a author entrepreneur speaker all this stuff um but he always said if it's not a if it's not what does he say if it's not a hell yes then it's a no right? That's kind of like when you're trying to decide if you should do something. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Like if it's not like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm so pumped for this, then it's a no. And that may be more advice catered to new opportunities so you don't fill up your plate, right? Yeah. I, um, I think existing he, ones though too, because I'll give you an example. Uh, my buddy Stu McLaren, now he runs a membership site course and does some stuff on his own, but he started by his first real big online business was running membership software called um, uh, Wishlist Member. And I remember he, he tells a story a ton and it always sticks with me. He was sitting at like an adult summer camp. Surprise, surprise. Or it was like a family camp. We're doing an adult summer camp. Maybe you'll have an epiphany there like this. And he was saying like, you know, I love doing this. He had a team. He had co-founders. Like, you know, this was his thing. This is who he was. And he had heard someone say a similar thing to Derek Sivers. Basically, if it's not a nine out of or 10 out of 10, then you need to not do it. And he said he was sitting there and he was like, this seems like a seven to me. And he decided to, to give it up to sell his part of the company, give it up and start something completely new. Um, which I mean, that's, that's the hard part. Giving up something big. I not always, it doesn't have to be big, but big to you, giving up something big and giving up something that's like a seven or a six or something that you invested time in. I, that's where it gets hard and and well because you have to be careful because 
like even if you're a nine or ten most of the time about things, you're going to dip down to the fours, the fives, yep. the sixes, the sevens. So it's not like you should take some time to th- just, right. You should take yeah, some time to I think mean, about. It. You should check in maybe every week or so over a month and say like, am I a seven again? Has this week been a seven? Has this week been a nine? You know, obviously that's what that we would suggest, especially when it comes to like killing something that you're pretty invested in. But yeah, I mean, I guess he just got to a point where he's like, I've been thinking this for a while. I know that this is not a nine or a 10, so I'm going to kill it. And so it's, it's, it's incredibly hard. It's, it's probably the thing that I struggle with. I, I think more than anything else, honestly, in this entrepreneurial journey is giving stuff up for me. It's the, it's my hardest struggle. It's interesting because I'm, uh, I would, I mean, even though I have way too much stuff here right now because of the kids' toys and stuff, I'm generally a minimalist, <laughs> like in terms of philosophy. As Chris is buzzing us out right now, we're gonna go a couple minutes over. But um, I think I love the I, I like I love when I can get rid of stuff. I, I love when I can travel light. I love that minimalist sort of approach to life. So when I kind of let go of the mastermind had the conversation it was a relief at the end right and there's something with gut checking yourself too like you can kind of do a thought experiment around it like hey if i actually get rid of this thing is that like a sigh of relief or is that like oh man what did i just do you know of course you can go back and forth in your own mind but i think one of the ways to circumvent that is to just think of it as not what you're letting go of but are are by letting go, are you reclaiming something? You know, what are you reclaiming? For me, my example, it was reclaiming my time at night. So making another rule and saying, hey, I'm not going to record podcasts at night uh, unless uh, obviously for certain exceptions, it's going to happen sometimes. But generally speaking, you know, 80, 90% of the time, I'm not going to do it at night. You're I'm just going to make me wake time. up early. That's all. I'm going to make you, you, you have two kids. You're up at like f- probably 530. I would record at night with you. But that anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is the idea of reframing it, not thinking so much about not just what you're giving up, but what you are reclaiming and what you're gaining in, in favor of that. Here's an interesting thing I'd love to find out. So if you guys are listening and you want to ping us at zero to travel at extra pack of peanuts, um, let us know because this is fascinating to me as you're saying that about being a minimalist. I... A hundred percent am a physical minimalist. Not not to not an extreme minimalist. Don't get me wrong. I'm I you know, I don't know how many No, you don't own like fourteen things. Right. Or but I mean I own like three shirts that I wear. Like I am I am definitely a physical minimalist. I don't care about a lot of stuff. The stuff that I have, I want one good thing of rather than a hundred, you know, crappy yeah. things of, all that kind of stuff. So I would definitely say I'm a physical minimalist, but I am a mental maximalist i it's so much (laughs) harder like i am constantly thinking of stuff constantly putting other stuff on my plate even when i'm sitting here saying you've got a task of three things to do you know then inevitably i'm looking at real estate like dude trap just get through this and have a chill day right but i'm always adding on whereas my wife much i'm not gonna say she's a mental minimalist but she's much better at being like we're not dealing with that right now take that off our plate and much more into physical stuff. So I wonder if there's a correlation there. I would just love to hear from you. Do you feel like you fall on one of that? Like physically, are you a minimalist in the middle or maximalist? And then mentally, where do you fall? Because my guess is that a lot of physical minimalists, the people that I know who are minimalists, struggle with being mental 
minimalist. Some people have achieved it, but most people I've seen get really hyped up about like getting rid of stuff, but you see their mind going a mile a minute and they're always jumping at new projects as well. So uh, there might be some correlation there, Jay. Yeah, I I just want Chris to pull out that snippet and just uh, maybe he can just play it to you every morning and call you just be like, Trav, just get through this and have a chill day. Trav, just get through this and have a chill day. Trav, Trav, get through this, have a chill, chill, chill day. Sorry. Jason Waterfalls isn't a band now, so he's on this music kick at this point. Jason Waterfalls wanted to remind you that Camp Indy is coming up June 12th through the 14th. So if you want to go to the world's most fun conference, why is it the world's most fun conference, Trav? Because it's taking place at a summer camp. And you can hang out. Trav and I are hosting it. And we have a bunch of expert speakers coming in. We're doing workshops. And you're going to be able to go wakeboarding and have a bonfire, be at the bonfire party with us. S'mores, and lakeside happy hours. And all the uh, s'mores, ro- all the fun cool summer high camp ropes stuff. Course. I, I, the high ropes course yeah. is, is like way cooler than, you know, here's like two ropes go across this little bridge. It's awesome. I checked it out. I, I mean, come hang out with people that listen to this podcast, listen to our other podcasts, with the community of people that are into the same stuff you are, value-wise, travel, freedom, you know, maybe unconventional living, that sort of thing. We're going to have a blast, so we hope you can join us. Camp com, and the price goes up February 29th, so be sure to uh, head over there and grab your ticket before, and we'll, we'll see you at camp. Trav, I mean, we could go on and on for this topic. If you guys want to hit us up and let us know if you want a part two of this, I'm sure we could... Uh, jam on this a little bit more letting go letting go let it go let it go let it go let it see y'all i'll see y'all. i'll spare you jason singing i'll, I'll definitely <laughs> spare you. you my singing because it's even worse believe it or not <laughs>